If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. All three of them were in agreement. It was never. I had I had so much time for Raikeen this weekend. Oh, he was absolutely brilliant this weekend. He, he walked into that stadium this morning and chose blood. He's like he saw the fun making. In particular, Jamie Redknapp's. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter as always, Brad. How are you on this rather sunny uh, Monday afternoon? Oh, it feels beautiful. I generally feel the most normal that I've been after a whole year. Yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. Everything's slowly reopening up. You can get haircuts, you can go to gyms. Oh, life is slowly coming back to norm. And That's one brilliant. thing that definitely yes. a decent trim that I've had since last December. Jesus. And things are definitely returning back to normal as in the Premier League, Tottenham Hotspur blew a one nil lead. And what a game it was at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So Manchester United thought they'd scored uh after thirty four minutes through Edison Cavani after a lovely bit of build up play from only Gunnar Solskjaer's side, only for the goal to be ruled out by VAR after an attempted murder by Scott McTominay on Hyung Minson. God. It's not a either. Uh, all right. If if he wasn't all right, I'd be worried. That is the most theatrical thing I've ever blooming seen. Jesus whipped. It's more hilarious the fact that this is a man who's done military service. I know, he's gone, he's gone down like he's been shot by the military. Oh, oh God. God. I've never seen anything so theatrical. And then the PGMO, uh, or PGMOL, came out at halftime in the game, and uh, which Dave Jones reiterated, and said that McTominay's natural... His arm coming out wasn't a part of his natural running movement and was careless. On yeah, like, exactly. What's that? So careless that he looked at Son when he did it, didn't he? Yeah. Just thinking. Not he's ran away from him. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, if Son had gone, um, McTominay had gone down from the contact from Son two seconds prior, which you see Son reach out to McTominay, is the foul then given in favour to Manchester United? I don't think it is. That is a slightly difficult one, yeah. But any other time, that's probably getting given anyway whether yeah. it's meant or not but yeah i didn't see what was wrong with it to not give the goal personally no it's not like stopping tottenham how they defend from that set piece or footage of the play like it's it's ridiculous like there was one a few weeks back when man united played west brom at the hawthorns where i think it was bruno fernandez got absolutely clattered by like a West Brom player who was all over him that wasn't given you know what is the rules for this because 
like as a footballer you're going to put your arm out to protect the ball and steady yourself as you get ready to do your movement like that's one of the first things you get taught as a footballer is if you're defending make sure the attackers in arm reach of you and just protect yourself at all costs like protect the ball around you so what is McTominay meant to do there mm. to say that's not a part of his natural running movement is crazy yeah you're not wrong but then again, we don't know what the rules have been since August 2019. Yeah, it's literally pick and choose what happens when it happens. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. I think uh, the Sky pundits were correct at halftime when they're saying the game's gone absolutely soft and it's never felt like all three of them were in agreement. It was never. I had I had so much time for Roy Keane this weekend. <laughs> Oh, he was absolutely brilliant this weekend. He, he walked into that stadium this morning and chose blood. <laughs> He's like he saw the fun. Mickey in particular, Richardson. Jamie Redknapp's. Yeah, he saw the fun Carragher and Mika Richards were having midweek in the Champions League. I was like, yep, I'm having some of that on Sunday. I smell Jamie Redknapp's blood. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Uh, a few minutes later, Sun then did score from a Lucas Moura pass. I love the reaction of that. Just him scoring afterwards. Prime Barclays. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. Like you said, prime Barclays Premier League football. Just, if you weren't a man, you'd have, man, you'd have been loving it as well. Yeah, but it's just so frustrating. Like the fact that you go in 1 0 down at half time when we definitely shouldn't have been. Like it was never a foul. And then to have some be the person that scores it does rub the uh, sort in the wounds a little bit more but then United came alive in the second half and Fred scored his only second goal in the Premier League and his first since I think September 2018 so I think he, I saw a stat yesterday saying he's gone 73 shots since his last goal in the Premier League which is ridiculous and then uh, United had two goals late on Edison Cavani scoring a header from a Mason Greenwood cross and then Greenwood himself uh, turning goal scorer after Paul Pogba played him in to wrap up the three points for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side which is uh, I'd say thoroughly deserved after that first half robbery oh, Robbery, but Mason Greenwood's just trying to raise his point to get on the Euros again Yeah, I saw something as well that He's the first teenager, I don't know whether it's for Manchester United or in the Premier League, to score and assist in a game since Cristiano Ronaldo did for Manchester United back in 2003, which is a crazy stat, whether it's either just for Man United or in the Premier League as well. That is uh, something uh, special. Not the worst combo to be around. No. Uh, so the results is United stay in second place on 63 points and Spurs are in seventh with 49. There was a lot of talk on Harry Kane afterwards, even like more so than what we've seen recently. Yeah, it seemed, Sky seemed to be talking a lot about that in the second half after, like you say, after the game. It just seemed to oh, come to the go, they, they are going to go into prime, let's try and sell this player to the big clubs. Yeah, they're Sitting just gonna out. they're gonna milk it as much as they can until he does like get sold or the transfer window closes. Like they're doing this now, and the transfer window isn't even open yet. They're licking it's their lips. Done. They failed with Lionel Messi, and now they have Harry Kane just there for them. Yeah, and potentially Erling Haaland as well. Yeah. Like Sky, they'll charge that greatest. Crazy. 
Oh, 100%. They always do with Grealish. Every year since he turned a professional and a regular in the Villa team, he's been linked with a move away. So it doesn't surprise me that this Harry Kane talk has piped up a bit more, especially with the loss uh, this weekend to Manchester United. My digs at Sky haven't ended in this podcast, by the way. (laughs) Gosh. Um, Then... Elsewhere this weekend, the other big games, um, early running the day, the game before that, West Ham played Leicester City and it was the Hammers that ran out 3-2 winners after a Jesse Lingard brace and a Jared Bowen goal for David Moyes' side and that was despite two late goals from Kelechi Ian Atra wasn't enough to bring the Foxes back into this game. Jesse Lingard, what on earth has he done since that going to West Ham? That man's not Jesse Lingard. I refuse to believe it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm speechless at what he's done. like. This is his joint highest goal scoring Premier League season ever, with I think eight league goals now. Is it something like that? Yeah. He's just been absolutely incredible since he's moved to uh, East London, and he like, he seems reborn again. It's, it's so annoying because I know how this is going to end. <laughs> what? Well, he's going to be the guaranteed star of the Euros ahead of the player we all know really should be there. But... Calvin Phillips. <laughs> I'd not support that. No, I don't care anymore because I've just accepted it. The guy is on the form of his life. Oh, 100%. He, there's no player currently in the league better than him since he's joined West Ham. Like, He's been definitely the standout player in the league by a country mile this past couple of months. And it's good to see him do it because obviously he was going through a hard time at Manchester United. And then there's always this talk, oh, should he go back to United afterwards just to get into this team? I think is he doesn't fit into the style that Oli plays for me personally. And that's why I think it would be best for both parties that he does get a move this summer, yeah. whether it is to stay at West Ham or go elsewhere in the world of football. And what's it just as well? He could probably cash in court a bit on him. Oh, 100% agree. I think we could probably get about 30 to 40 million for him now where... Oh, set it, set it on the 40. <laughs> where previously, I think if he had stayed at United, we'd be scraping uh, 15 million as a maximum for him. I think it was to happen. If it did happen, you'd be lucky to get 30. Mm-hmm. So it's around the 20 to 30. Yeah, which is, like I said, a much bigger fee than what I would have said to you at the start of the season. I think I would have quoted you somewhere about 8 to 12 million. Well, then again, yeah, you've got to take uh, into the context. This is a player with very high potential. Yes, I see he's still only young at 27 years old. Uh, there was the talk that on The Athletic uh, on Saturday that United might try and include Lingard in any deal to try and bring Declan Rice to Manchester United. That's the other way around now. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's what happened. It's now, we want Lingard and we'll give you Declan Rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is definitely something I would take. Declan Rice being a very good player and uh, much improvement on current defensive midfielders of Fred and Nemanja Matic. Uh, there was news before the game that three Leicester players missed the game, being James Madison, Hamza Chaudhry, and Iose Perez. And it, it was turned it three, out, I thought it was five. Was it five? Who were the other two? I don't know. See, I, when I saw it, I didn't see any names. Yeah, I, 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 I saw the number five, but 
Okay. Well, they're the three I have seen Perez, uh, Chowdhury, and Madison on that. It's because they uh, breached COVID rules for doing something that obviously they shouldn't have done. I don't know what it is, uh, particularly what it has done, but it's a great shame for Brendan Rodgers' side and obviously hampered them massively in that game, not having uh, his accompaniment of players available for that game. However, they do stay. Uh, in the top four, uh, despite defeat, on 56 points ahead of the Hammers on 55. Elsewhere, the race for the top four also continued as well on Saturday with Chelsea putting four past Crystal Palace with Christian Pulisic scoring a brace, Kai Havertz and Kurt Zuma also scoring for Thomas Tuchel's side and Christian Benteke getting the sole goal for Roy Hodgson's side. Kai Havertz has actually scored in a game of football. I don't know what was going on in this game. Chelsea were unreal again. Something's definitely got into a million this past uh, seven days since their defeat to West Brom last week. They just look like a completely different side. Yeah. I think the whole Havertz has definitely stepped up in the last few games. He's playing playing like a false nine, is it? Yeah. So like that, he's looked pretty all right the last few times that I've seen him. Mm. In the main yes. thing I want to go on is Palace, because, my God. <laughs> They're on the beach already, aren't they? Yeah, it, it's that time of the year when they do always just find themselves on Cornwall Beach. <laughs> yeah, they've got... They're not going to challenge for Europe. They're not going to get relegated. They're in no man's land now. They've got seven games left, 38 points. So 12 clear of the bottom three. And... And I have to say as well, as, well, as much as I like him, I think his days are numbered. Roy Hodgson, that is. Yeah, I think this would probably be his last season at Palace. There was talk that they, uh, one of the gossip columns over the weekend, or it might have been on Friday, that they look to uh, Eddie Howe as a replacement for him at the end of this season after Howe has reportedly turned down the job at uh, Celtic for the remainder of this season, so... Wouldn't surprise me if Hodgson does leave, like you said, at the end of this season. Uh, but it will be interesting to see who the board then go after, whether it's Eddie Howe or someone different. Uh, the other teams that are fighting for top four is Aston Villa and Liverpool. Oh, it's and it was it first. <laughs> it was the Merseyside club that actually won at home as well, 2-1, thanks to goals from Mohamed Salah and a late goal from Trent Alexander-Arnold after slating him earlier on in this week. He's going to improve in there. Don't, don't put this on us. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it was just us two slating him. Everyone was slating him for... Yeah, but he's definitely silenced the doubters for a short period of time, at least, with that uh, great goal to give Jurgen Klopp's side their first win at home in 2021. I know you've said it before, you take from the rich and you give to the poor. Ross fucking Barkley. Still wanting for 40 million. 40 bit. This man is worth four. No, he's not technically at fault for the goal. It's a very good goal. But yeah. if you saw it at the end, he just has one plan to get for... Or if we're going for the draw, run into the goddamn corner flag. Instead, he goes and runs into our own player. We lose the ball and Liverpool go and score on a resulting attack. 
absolutely ridiculous. Not something, not something you want to be doing that late on in a game against a team that, even though they have been poor at home this season, they can still score a goal and they obviously got the goal that they needed to. And like you said, it's just poor from him running into his own teammate and then giving the ball away as quickly as they did and Liverpool go on and score. I don't want to say that we deserved anything from that because I don't think we did. Yeah. But just annoying because it was there. But we were winning. We got a goal, a very good goal. Like Ollie Watkins is fantastic. Mm. Without him, we're very low down and that's him with Grealish. Yeah. But, Speaking of Grealish, he seems to be ruled out even longer now. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it's they're saying it was a setback, and they rushed him. Like, mm. but yeah, they're saying a few weeks now. They think he'll be back before the end of the season. So they reckon like the last month of action he could be involved in. Well, we hope so. <laughs> well, yeah, for our Euro hopes, <laughs> please. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh. It's, it's going to be. It's a long, long road now. Eight games left well, the, for Villain as well. Enough for the game because I have to now draw my attention to Mr. Jamie Carragher. Go on. Well, I gather you weren't watching this live, was you? No. Three. Was it three o'clock on Saturday? It, it was. Yeah. And was, this man was. I was out and about actually. This man was unbearable. Not even, not even like in like a biased way. Mm. That I go, because we've gone down a path now with the sky, like pundits they all have. Yeah, it's too much about themselves now. Why? Well, what was he saying this but time around? If you've seen, you've probably not seen the sky commentary of the Trent goal. No. Trent scores. It's a last minute winner. It's yeah, and the probably amazing scenes for Liverpool fans. What's yeah. Jamie Carragher's first words? Are you watching Gary Neville? Really? But he waits a while. He waits a few seconds to let the man come and do his bit. He's probably celebrating under the desk. You know, yeah. Is like. And then he just says, are you watching Gary Neville? Jesus Christ. That's not your job. Your job is to comment out on the game. Yeah. Right. Well. If there's only one bias, man, I can go for, if you've seen the Firmino touch that he does on like the halfway line, it's in the air for about five seconds. And then he just comes out. It's a beautiful touch. It's yeah, fantastic. But Carragher goes into full orgasm. <laughs> he's like, well, if one of our players does that, he's probably not going to say anything. Oh God, no! It's one hundred percent true. There is a lot of biasy within commentators these days, and the select punches they have. But you know, it's so, like I don't. I can laugh at the Carragher and Neville banter. English mm. quotes, quote, but it, yeah. it's going too. Much like and the Americans a little bit, you know, like Stephen A. Smith and all that lot. Yeah, he's it's drifting getting... too far into that territory. Yeah, he's going to be more about the, it's becoming more about themselves, not the game they're supposed to be commentating on. Yeah, I'd rather and... they weren't commentating. I don't mind them being the pundits. Yeah, it's just I don't someone want them else. commentating on their own team games. Yeah, because and then you just get it talking about their life stories and all that for. Stuff and like, oh, this wouldn't have happened in my day. Ferguson wouldn't have done that. Rafa Benitez wouldn't have done this, that, and the other. And you're like, lads, different times. Football has changed in the 10 years that you played to nowadays. Like, it's a whole different ball game. Yes, the rules and the end target is still the same, obviously, winning a game. But everything else, the way you play football now is completely different. And they just don't seem to have got that embodied into them. 
and it just seems right how can we compare this as much as my generation did to this and what they're doing wrong this and the other oh my team are great my team are good this that and the other is like no you've got to really think you're meant to be an impartial commentator not screaming your heads off if it's a an absolute uh worldy of a goal for your team or something stupid done by your goalkeeper it's just not what football is yeah i get that thought, but i fully believe sky is behind that approach like yeah. they want it to be more personalizable yeah, if it's just they okay. want them to be the the main person they want them to say something outrageous for the clicks yeah that's what they do now is they want it for the social media clicks more than anything which is stupid because you're going to get people unsubscribing from sky and watching the games elsewhere because like never you never used to be like this like can you, like first gale that comes into my head of gary neville like truly enjoying football is obviously that fernando torres one against barcelona in the champions league like that's no biased he's got no association with chelsea he's he's enjoying beautiful football and that's one of the best moments of any like co-commentator in history yeah and now he, he's reacting just like any other football fan would react. No other football fan, yeah. Joe. No Liverpool fan has watched that train go and go, Joe. Fucking oh, Gary never eats his words now. Yeah, now they're going like, nuts because he's won the game for him. Yeah, just, that's not the first thing that comes into your mind, and that's why we th- we need more people like Ray Hudson as co-commentators. <laughs> more Ray Hudson, just uh, yes, Carrie Gary Neville. <laughs> But more Hudson <laughs> and Ali McCoy. <laughs> yes. Oh, could you imagine them two as uh, McCoy's lead commentator, Ray Hudson as co-commentator? That would be Peter Jury. Ali McCoy's son is right. Ray Hudson is left. My God, inject it in my veins, please. Oh yes, that is everything I need in football commentary right now. Absolutely brilliant. Right. Anyway, back to Premier League talk. Uh, so, in the shock of the weekend in the Premier League. Manchester City lost 2-1 to Leeds United with goals from Stuart Dallas uh, scoring both goals for Marcelo Bielsa's side and Ferran Torres scoring the early goal for Pep Guardiola's side. However, there was a bit of controversy just before half-time as Liam Cooper was shown a straight red card for Bielsa's side and that meant they had to play the whole second half with 10 players. I don't know why there's controversy over that red card. It's a no. Wait, wait. I got shut, shut, shut up. Oh, sorry, I've got him. We have to go to Peter Walton because that's the man everyone wants to hear from. Obviously. Yes. Just go away. No one gives a shit what you have to say. And you're clearly wrong. You literally said it wasn't. A, what was it? He started by. Did he say red card first? Yeah. So he said yellow. He said yellow card. Yellow. First. And then when it was given a red, it's like yeah, completely wrong decision. That's. Yeah, he, he changes his mind more than fucking anybody. Like he's acting like he's the referee on the pitch now. You're like this man, changes, been... this man changes his mind more times than a traffic light changes colours. He really does. He's just so stupid. I don't know why BT still have him employed. Like it's like he's been out of the. It's a meme. <laughs> he's been out of the refereeing game for fucking donkey as he is. Uh, I just and he just make every decision he makes seems to be a clusterfuck. Seems to get it wrong. It's ridiculous. It's always funny when he's right the first time around and then decides to back the referee, and he, then he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. Just what are you doing? Sorry, you had it, Peter. You had it. Your chance for redemption, and you just mm. smacked it away. It's, it's absolutely crazy. 
Oh, but fair yeah. play leads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we forget that. We have to go for yes. that. Fair play leads. Well done. Yes, uh, the result sees them up into 10th from 45 points and City still obviously remains top, having played a game more than Manchester United and uh, 11 points clear of the Red Devils. And once again, Leeds have a perfect goal difference. 49 scored, 49 conceded this season. They really are looking for that perfect goal difference this season, aren't they? Scoring the exact same amount as they've conceded. And they've been making history. It's all that matters. Yes. Right. Yeah, but in fairness, that we do have to give them prize because we, well, we give them digs. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast, but they deserve that. I mean, yeah, they're really good tacticalness from Bielsa, and he, I'm sure he admitted after the game he had trained for playing with ten players, so or nine outfielders. So really well done to him. And there's a there's a good in the same way with Villa as well. There's a good building block for them to try and build on next season. Get some more oh, quality, like, quality signings, not just ones that would fit Bielsa. That's yeah. what there. Oh yeah, we never know with him because he's on a running contract. Yeah, but you know, they've got a good step instead to try and build something. Mm. And they've proven me massively wrong this season. I won't be ashamed to admit it. I had them going straight back down just because I didn't think this Bielsa ball would work in the Premier League. And obviously, it's been 14 years since they were last in the Premier League. I thought it's just going to be too much for them. But no, they've proven me wrong massively. And at times, they do play decent football. And other times, they are quite uh, exposed at the back. But safe season for them. They're not going to go down and potentially could sneak up. I know it's unlikely into one of them, that last European place. So yeah, it, it, They generally have more chance at Europe than we do now, all of a sudden. There are so <laughs> yeah. if, if I'm talking about us being, then I have to put them in the conversation as well. Oh, 100% you do. Can't not do it now. No. Right. Elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend. I, say that Burnley... if you, I, say that, I, mean, I could go on them days, but I have to go on last night just to just to mention them because I don't think there's much to sell them all. Arsenal, you're nowhere near the European battle. Well done, you beat Sheffield United. Congrats. Yes. Um... Alexandra Lacazette scoring a brace for Mikel Artesta's side, as well as Gabriel Martinelli, who played his first game in what seemed like six million years, Martinelli. I don't know. Where, where's he been? I think he did get injured again. But did he? So it was like a couple of months ago. He was playing there. I think that was his first start since they played Man United. I don't know whether it's back in December or... I never might have been earlier than that. It seemed to be a long time. But yeah, decent performance from Arsenal this time, but... Again, it's a really poor Sheffield United side. You wouldn't expect anything less. Elsewhere, Newcastle beat Burnley 2-1. Jacob Murphy and Alan Saint-Maximum with the goals for Steve Bruce's side after Matteo Vidra did put Sean Dyche's side 1-0 up uh, going into half-time. Easy result for the Magpies in the second half. Mac- Saint-Maximum definitely seemed to be yeah, a I don't think easy is the right word to be describing this one. <laughs> well, not easy, but... They were saved. The- that's the way yeah. to describe it. St. Maximum definitely made the difference for them in that game. There's definitely, you've got the Superman logo in the middle, but you've got the A and the M next to it. Yes. Uh, elsewhere oh, in the on, Premier he's League. Unreal. He's unreal. <laughs> he's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the only other game we haven't talked about so far this weekend was Friday night's game between Fulham and Wolves. In what looked like it was going to be a blooming boring nil-nil until the last minute when Adama Traore actually scored a goal and wasn't yeah. just all baby oil and speed for once. 
Yeah, I fear for Fulham now. I don't think it's going to happen. No. Especially with Newcastle's win, I think that's what made it a little bit... Well, it's Newcastle getting four points when Fulham haven't got any. Yeah. But is it, I think, Brighton are now the closest? Uh, no. They're Brighton or Burnley. Newcastle are still 17th. Uh, level on points yeah. with Brighton but Brighton have got a better goal difference and then Burnley are up in 15th from 33 points yeah I, I, I don't see it now but all three teams have played a game well Burnley and Newcastle have played a game less than Fulham and Brighton have played two games because obviously they haven't played yet this weekend and they do play in the quarter past eight fixture against Everton at home and then the six o'clock kickoff uh, before that is at the Hawthorns as West Bromwich Albion welcome Ralph Hassan Hootles, Southampton to the stadium. None of them games are going to be entertaining to watch, are they? Well, you, and you never know with Southampton. And West Brom feel like they need to get something to have some some hope. Yeah, but I think it's a bit too long gone for them now. Uh, well, yeah, if, they're, if they always are picking up points, it's just making their task harder. Yeah, 100%. And uh, on to the championship now, and we did say we'd keep an eye on it. And I, was gonna say, my... I love that we've got half an hour of Premier League chat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, oh my God, is the championship getting really entertaining? So uh, well, it's nearly Norwich... over. <laughs> well, yeah. Norwich now need I think, just two more points to get uh, promoted after their win this past weekend, beating Derby it County this weekend. Nil. Yes, it was. Swansea and Brentford had to lose. I think yeah. Brentford actually turned up for a change. And smashed Preston 5-0. Uh, Watford again keeping on the uh, chase for automatic promotion after beating Reading 2-0 on Friday with Ismail Assar scoring a brace inside, uh, in two minutes. Uh, that playoff spot is looking, or the final playoff spot is looking close between Bournemouth and Reading now. Though Bournemouth yeah. have played a game less. It's interesting because I is anyone below them that's close? Because I always say this never the championship. It's whoever that informed team is, and that's even if they finish sixth. Yeah, that you've got to back them. Oh, 100 percent. And there's a f- a few even points Barnsley. back between. Yeah, Barnsley are in fifth. I'm like... pulling. I'm pulling for Barnsley. Just for the shit out of them being in the Premier League. <laughs> I mean, they've gone from Blackpool levels if they are in the the Premier League next season. I think it's even crazier because they oh, yeah, probably is. they stayed up on the last day of the season because of Wigan's financial struggles. That's the reason sure. they stayed up and now they're in fifth place and they could potentially play in Premier League. But at the same time, if Bournemouth win the playoffs, that would be all three teams that were relegated from the Premier League last season come back up. Which, which is not is, what I want. <laughs> it's unheard of. Uh, that, that doesn't happen. Yeah. I, like, I don't remember when the last time that happened. Uh, elsewhere in the championship, like we said, Brentford beat Preston 5-0. Port 4, Pasha for Wednesday in a 4-1 victory. Bournemouth beat Coventry by the same scoreline. Luton turned it around from losing 1-0 to uh, Wickham Wanderers to uh, t- three goals in the last 10 minutes from George Munkur, Kazenga Lawalawa and Elijah Adebayo to give oh. Nathan Jones side the three points there, which was a very you love that one because there's me all depressed and I think it's just last night. Yeah, yeah, it's Luton. <laughs> oh, is that crazy? Because they were. Your season's uh, over. You got loads of hype for, and you're talking about last minute win. 
Yeah. They played a lot, like the last half an hour with 10 players, and I just thought, oh, it's going to be so typical Luton. They just lose to a team that are potentially going down, and then that last 10 minutes was absolutely crazy, getting uh, the three goals and uh, getting the victory. But so typical of Luton, uh, just turn up late on in a game. But yeah, it's looking very good as we enter the last four or five games of the season for most teams except Rotherham who have got a million and one games in hand after having a few games uh, postponed due to coronavirus. And I still don't think it's going to save them. No, 100% it's not going to save them. I think they're too long gone now. Right, on to the European action now and there's only one place to start and that is over in Spain. On Saturday night it was El Clasico time and Real Madrid Beat Barcelona 2-1 thanks to a lovely goal from Karen Benzema and Tony Cruz uh, scoring the other goal. Though I don't know whether it's technically should be given as his. As... There was at least two deflections. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Gino death in the wall, turning his back. Fucking idiot. Why? Rule one of all. You don't turn your back. And then uh, I don't know what the hell was Jordi Alba doing. And the, why did he hit it across? For? Like, I, I, don't don't know. Know. I don't know even know how you explain that from Jordi Alba. Rain in his eye. Any other direction and that doesn't go in. The one direction he does it and he just, oh, crazy. But Oscar Meninguez did score a late goal. Well, not a late goal. Um, goal in the second half of Barcelona, but it wasn't enough as Real Madrid held on for the lead. And uh, overall victory there, which was a good result for them. And he did see them head to the top of the table for a brief period of time. Uh, however, Atletico Madrid managed to get a point against Real Betis. If I can add crazy. one, if I add one last thing on El Casco because Lionel Messi did the most unreal thing ever. If you saw it, oh, he's uh, near near goal from the corner. Yeah, my God. Was, oh. <laughs> if that had went in the scenes, oh my God, the scene, my God, Ray Hudson would have exploded. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he actually nearly did after. Him hitting the post there. Oh, I thought I heard a scream. <laughs> it would have been a crazy uh, scenes if that did happen. But yeah, back on Atletico now. They dropped more points this time at the hands of Real Betis. They took an early lead after five minutes through Yannick Carrasco. However, 15 minutes later, Christian Tillo scored uh, for Betis, and that was the only goal that else happened in that game. And as it finished 1 1, we said it. Three, four weeks on the row now, but Atletico really are throwing away this league title. Only a point between uh, Atletico and Real. There's two points between Atletico and Barcelona. At this rate, they're going to finish third, aren't they? It's it's the ultimate bottle job. Like I performing mean, something somehow worse than anything Tottenham has ever done. Yeah. Like I said to you uh, last night, I messaged you, they are the Spanish Tottenham, it seems. Like, how are they well, no, away? Be fine for a time. Well, no, not this late. <laughs> well, no, if you remember back uh, the season, Leicester won it 14 15. They were fighting for the title and somehow finished third. I should have won that league. It was Leicester, for God's sake. Yeah. Well, anyway, Roy Kane said it was out on Sunday. Oh, well done. Congrats. You won the league in November, did you? Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like we said, eight games now left in the Liga. Two points separating the top three sides. It's going to be a very, very interesting last uh, month and a bit to go. 
Muy, muy interesante. Gracias, por favor, feel Spanish there. Uh, over in Germany, <laughs> over in Germany this weekend, Eintracht Frankfurt beat Wolfsburg four three in the big game. As we said, heading into it, it was third versus fourth. Wolfsburg did take the lead uh, thanks to Riedel Baku after six minutes. However, uh, that lead lasted two minutes after Daisho Kamada equalised for Frankfurt and then Luka Jovic, Eric Dome and Andre Silva scored goals to give uh, Frankfurt the lead and the and overall victory despite Wout Weghorst scoring and an own goal from two to five minutes from time wasn't enough for Wolfsburg to draw level. Bayern Munich again dropped points late on this time against Union Berlin. Jamal Musiala scored for Munich uh, with 20 minutes remaining. However, five minutes from time, Marcus Ingvarsten equalised for Union and uh, ultimately ruined um, Bayern Munich's day. Leipzig beat Werder Bremen 4-1 with Marcel Sabitzer, Alexander Solov scoring a brace and Danny Almo scoring for Leipzig and Borussia Dortmund beat Stuttgart 3-2 with Angsar Nauf, Marco Royce and Jude Bellingham scoring for Dortmund. So what that does to the title, it leaves Bayern Munich obviously top with a five-point gap behind uh, Leipzig. Wolfsburg stay a point ahead of Frankfurt and Borussia Dortmund stay in uh, fifth place for now, having played a game more than Bayer Leverkusen, who played later on this evening against Hoffenheim. And the shock Schalke won a game oh my come God. on they beat Augsburg 1-0 something felt wrong this weekend yeah uh Suwa say said uh scored the only goal after four minutes to give Frank, uh Schalke only their second win of the season which is absolutely crazy scenes still getting relegated in two weeks Oh yeah, hundred percent. They're still going down. <laughs> that, that's the, it's, it's good that they've actually finally won a game after what seemed like a million years without uh, winning one. But yeah, relegation is still beckoning for them. Mm-hmm. And finally, over in France on Friday night, Lille beat Met two 0 with Zeki Selic and Burak Yilmaz scoring the goals for Lille as they remain at top of the table. Second side, second place side, Paris Saint Germain beat Aris. Uh, Strasbourg 4-1 with Leandro Paredes, Moise Keane, Pablo Sarabia and Kylian Mbappe scoring the goals for Mauricio Pochettino's side. Oh, Mbappe. Mbappe's goal. My oh, goodness. Absolutely. Don't score from their angles. <laughs> yeah, just unreal from Mbappe. Elsewhere, Montpellier he, and... He one. He's one of the only players who can do that celebration because he's that good. Yeah. Imagine if he did that celebration if he was shit. Or he scored like once in a blue moon. Yeah, that wouldn't. Uh, I can imagine go down. someone like. Oh. Who are you throwing under the bus today? Well, imagine Werner doing that. Okay, you're allowed to throw him under the bus. Like, he hasn't scored. Imagine Werner just going, yeah, I scored. Yeah, but like, you haven't scored in like how many games is it? <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Just fick off, mate. Oh, fairly on. Uh, Elsewhere, Montpellier and Marseille played out an entertaining 3-3 draw. Saint-Étienne beat Bordeaux 4-1 and Monaco beat Dijon 3-0 and Lyon beat Angers by the same scoreline. So it's still three points between Lille and PSG at the top of the table and Dijon 
practically relegated or might already have been relegated as they're on 15 points with a few games left to go. Right on to the predictions league now. And obviously we had the six games, Burnley, Newcastle, West Ham, Leicester, Tottenham, Man United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Frankfurt, Wolfsburg and Olympiakos, Panathinaikos were the scores, uh, were the games, sorry, not the scores. Um, Burnley, Newcastle, neither of us got any points as we were both wrong there. I predicted Burnley when you predicted a draw. Leicester, West Ham, I got one point for getting the right scoreline but the wrong team. You get nothing because you predicted a draw. Tottenham, Man United, we both get two points for it being a Manchester United win though you'll be a little annoyed with that Greenwood uh, goal late on as it's it stopped the uh, I turned off at 2-1 I thought it was like the 91st minute I was like yeah it's done yeah <laughs> got <laughs> and then I've checked it's got what <laughs> uh, again I get another point for predicting the score right in Barcelona Real Madrid but it was to the wrong team so that's one point for me you get nothing there um Frankfurt Wolfsburg again I get another two points there for predicting that Frankfurt would win but the wrong scoreline you get nothing and then Olympiakos Panathinaikos we both get two points for predicting that Olympiakos would win however you could have had a perfect score if it wasn't for that last minute goal for Olympiakos which absolutely ruined it for you which was practically the last kick of the game as well for them Oh. wasn't the only element of that that ruined it for me go on well you're sure you saw who the Panathin Icos goal scorer was yes I have indeed the ex-Manchester United player Frederica Makeda scored a penalty that bastard uh, <laughs> bringing back haunted memories nice to see him actually do something with his life for a change yes um, so after this weekend's points, you're on 106 and I'm on 139. So I've got a 33-point gap to you. Do I wave the white flag now? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's done? Yeah. It's a bit of a... What is it, massive... yeah, what is it mathematically impossible for me to wave? <laughs> well, considering there isn't a points target, it's you, still you, you will have to at least forfeit one week. Yes. That, that's <laughs> where I have to... That's the only chance I've got. Well, you'd have to have a perfect weekend and me not to score any points or me just to forfeit that weekend. you just have to stop playing. Yeah, which I might. I could do. <laughs> right, on to, <laughs> on. <laughs> on to the women's football now. We'll just do a roundup of the home nation sides for the UK. Uh, so on Sunday, Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, lost 1-0 to Belgium. Tinny Dikani scored the only goal in the game, though congratulations are in order to Katie McCabe, who brought up her 50th cap for Republic of Ireland, was captain in the side. Then earlier on in the weekend, on Friday night, France beat England 3-1 with Marie Antoinette Katoto, Vivian and Sandy Baltimore scoring the goals for France and Frank Kirby scoring a penalty for England. Al played an outclassed, absolutely phenomenal performance from France despite having a lot of players missing through to coronavirus. Canada beat Wales 3-0 with Evelyn Veens, Deanna Rose and Jesse Fleming scoring goals for Canada. And Northern Ireland got an advantage in their playoff game against Ukraine, winning 2-1 with Simone McGill and Rachel Furness scoring the goals for Ukraine and Daria Apachenenko scoring the goal for Ukraine. And the second leg of that takes place on Tuesday evening and elsewhere England will be playing Canada 
on Tuesday and Wales will be playing Denmark. So, uh, and the other two games in the playoffs, uh, Russia are leading Portugal 1-0 after uh, a late goal in their game and Switzerland, Czech Republic is 1-1. So all three games are very close as we head into uh, these important second leg fixtures and on Tuesday it is 10 years to the exact date that the FAWSL started so expect a lot of uh, things to go around on social media regarding uh, the celebration of the 10 years of the WSL. Right. Uh, Are we on to the the best part of the show then I'm guessing? Before, did you see that? Something weird is going on. Shit! Did you see that? I have two of them this week. The first one I saw uh, earlier on today on Facebook, uh, and it's to do with a Colombian side. So Colombian side, Rio Negro Aguilas, Force oh, play. <laughs> that's their name, Rio Negro Aguilas, were forced to play Boyacha Chico despite coronavirus ruling 22 players out of the game. They played with seven players and with their reserve goalkeeper, Juan Valencia, outfield. Incredibly, they managed to go in, into halftime at 0-0 before the game was abandoned in the second half when 3-0 down after one of their players was injured. Wow. Like, is it weird that I was fully expecting I was fully expecting you to say that they were fielding their under tens or something. Yeah. <laughs> they just sent out all the school kids. <laughs> and that's not even the weirdest story this week. So in the lower leagues of English football, Grimsby Town were playing a game in League Two this week against uh, I've completely forgotten who they're playing. Give me two seconds. They played against Bradford City and lost 1-0, thanks to an Anthony O'Connor goal. However, at half-time, Grimsby Town's Stephen Payne was sent off as he was heading to the dressing room for headbutting his teammate. Oh, shit, yeah, did. <laughs> and the referee sent him off as he saw the incident. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just... I saw it, but I didn't see the video. I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it anyway. I haven't seen the video. I've just seen uh, someone posted it on Instagram and I was like, that cannot be true. And then I looked it up like with a score and it actually was true and the story's going around. And I was like, oh, how on earth have it just... That club is in dire straits. I think they're bottom of the league too, I believe, Grimsby. Uh, give me two seconds. I think that's pretty yeah. sure they are. But, yeah. Bottom of League Two, thirty-four points this season. That's that's all they that's all they need. That that club is in a mess in itself. Doesn't matter if you got your two of your players now fighting and headbutting one another. Half time of the game. That actually takes the Lebo yeah, uh, Kieran Dyer one to a whole new level. It's, it's I know it's, it's still the most high-profile one, but yeah. Yeah, he's. It's, that's just absolutely crazy to have seen that. I was like, what? <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Right, and finally, we have the Champions League to look forward to this week. 
the second legs. <laughs> yes. Um, on Tuesday, Chelsea play FC Porto and Bayern Munich play Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, Chelsea obviously have the 2-0 lead going into the second leg there and PSG are leading 3-2 against Bayern Munich. You have welcomed back Robert Lewandowski to train in though I think it's obviously going to be way too early for him to be involved in this game so that would be a massive turnover if he just suddenly came back out of the tunnel <laughs> imagine that half time it's still nil nil. Robert Lewandowski scores just two goals just a fanfare goes off entrance music pyro like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's Robert Lewandowski he wasn't supposed to be here he's back <laughs> Uh, and then oh, on... super kicks in, Although in, in Costa Rica, actually, Neymar has to sally at Lloyd doing like five rolls. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, anyone touching him, he'll do five rolls. He, he would have watched Jung Min Sun at the weekend and took some notes. <laughs> Uh, and then on Wednesday evening, Borussia Dortmund play Manchester City with Pep Guardiola's side having a 2-1 advantage there. And Real Madrid play Liverpool with Madrid having a 3-1 advantage. Uh, some good news in, on the Dortmund front, obviously, I don't expect him to be involved in the game. But Jadon Sancho has returned to Germany now after spending some time in Dubai uh, doing rehab for that. I think the, game, the game's in Dortmund, isn't it? And I love a good entrance. I'd love a he's back. Yes. <laughs> So, I think with Liverpool as well, you mentioned, dare yeah. we roll out a comeback with him? Like, fans or no fans, Danfield? Well, yeah, like we said it the other day on the preview show, uh, looking back at the Champions League action, it is really close uh, between all of the ties and it's going to be something to keep an eye out. And uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what does happen in all four ties as we uh, go forth this week. Right, I believe that is everything. Uh, I don't think we've missed anything out in the world of football. If we have, uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, on it our feels like there's something. But even if it's the outer region, some hilarious story, we just miss it. But, yeah, yeah, that happens. That's football. <laughs> uh, like I said, we'll be back at the end of the week to review all the Champions League action and preview a weekend of Premier League action, which I'm not too sure what fixtures we've got to look forward to next weekend. Um, as far as I'm aware, not everyone plays. I don't know. It's not if I call weekend, is it? Because there's always a way to apply. And there's a few other teams that aren't playing. Yeah, it's a weird break-up, actually. So, this is... How big is FA Cup weekend? Two... I could be saying adverts everywhere, saying, oh, the guys, the FA Cup semi-final. No, it's, it's, games have broken down like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week. I think this may be just to break up like, some of the games in hand. Yeah. Not like that one, because we're not playing. You use play on Wednesday, next Wednesday, not this coming Wednesday, but next Wednesday, the 21st. Yeah, yeah a nice, easy fixture. Uh, so we do actually have one... Well, I mean, Friday night's game is a cracker anyway, but we'll talk about more of them fixtures and any other fixtures around Europe and stories uh, later on in the week. And until then, it's goodbye from myself and goodbye from Brad. See ya. Make sure you like, comment and subscribe wherever you're listening to and download us and give us a five-star rating. And until later on this week, we'll see you soon.